ladies and gentlemen of the zombie apocalypse it's july of 2020 the year that fucked us all simultaneously the giant dildo of the century you're listening to son of a bitch with michael Kwenka. i'm michael Kwenka, taking you on today's journey through insanity and maybe back for a little bit of sanity who knows feeling crazy you feeling crazy i'm feeling crazy Let's get some craziness together. Let's do this. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, break out your thinking caps, because today, my friends, it's going to be a whole bunch of sass. A whole bunch of edumacation. We're going to get those IQ points pumping. It's going to be the rhetorical equivalent of a high-intensity interval training session for that gray matter between your ears. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You, my friend, are locked in to the sweet, saucy sounds. Son of a bitch. I'm Michael Cuenca from... Michael Cuenca, Global Incorporated, Awesome World Domination, Legendary Making Superstar.com. And I'm going to take you on a little journey. Something that uh, has piqued my interest in the last couple of days and has recurringly come up in conversations with clients and with me being just a general douchebag on the internet happens so very rarely if you follow or listen to me uh moving on what i'm going to be talking to you guys at least in this next segment is about this little delectable delightful concept of rhetoric and i borrow it or at least not borrow it, I, I root it. I stand on the shoulders of the giant that is Plato. You might have heard of him. And in particular, from the Phaedrus. This book that I'm using here is translated with introduction and notes by uh, Alexander Nehamas and Paul Woodruff. I'll be able to provide you guys links if you hook, if you... You know, hook me up with your uh, DMs. Slide into my DMs. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, today, like, I keep getting this this question about, and it's similar to what we talked about last time in terms of manipulation, persuasion, etc. But this goes just a just a step deeper, a step into the abyss of geniusness. And so, uh, let's have a look, and uh, let me know what you think. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm always happy. To get fan mail. I got fan mail the other day. We'll get to that in a second. Alright. All kinds of funkiness. Coming your way. Let's do this. Son of a bitch. Alright, alright, alright. Top news of the week yesterday. Rocked up to my mailbox, opened that bad boy up, and pulled out this letter. This handwritten letter from Deutsche Post. I was like, holy shit, the Germans are after me. But no, it wasn't the case, fortunately. 
Instead, it was a super cool, super cool, very, very crazy. I cannot do German accent, probably. I mean, I could probably do it, but it's closer to like, Arnold, get down. I would imagine just reading it in an Arnold voice, but that's just in my head. But anyways, let me read this letter to you that I got from, I got my first fan mail. So I'm kind of gushing here. Max, if you're listening, thanks for listening. But uh, Maxi Boy over here from Base Templates, of which I love and use and recommend to peeps. Check out Base Templates for all your template needs. Not a paid advertisement, just the shit that I like. Max writes, Dear Mr. Koenka, that's me. I was just listening to your podcast and learned to write letters again. I love the idea. I wanted to try that right away. Hit me up in that mystic space called the internet so we can have a chat soon. Till then, you're the man, Max. Now, apart from being spot on about my madness, well spotted, my friend, he applied the shit that I was talking about, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's technically what, you know, why I do this, to share ideas and hope they work. But you know what? It, it made me feel fucking good getting a letter. And it's not just because it's praise. It's just getting a letter. It's really cool. Like from the handwritten envelope to handwritten letters. It's just a nice feeling. It's, it's more tactile. It's more real. It's, it's everything I said it was. It's everything I said it would be. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's fucking cool. So give it a try. Send it. Send a letter to a friend. For like thirty seconds, I was just like, maybe I can have a pen pal. I'll send him a letter. We could be pen pals. We can talk about life, the universe, and everything, and write it in little letters, and then people will find it in like a shoebox or something. Be like, yeah, that's Daddy's German friend. Don't know why he's writing letters. They they are all about like different strains of ganj or. All kinds of miscellaneous ramblings and banter, but anyways, that's the first one. First one here, right out of the bat, is a thank you, a fist bump, a high five to Maximilian, Max from Base Templates for sending out that kick-ass letter. So, if you want to send letters to me, you totally can. I love letters. If you want me to send letters to you, that would be cool too. Just uh, hit me up where good social media channels are made. Instagram at mbk.ams or send an email to legendary at mdkamsterdam.com and uh, I will send you a letter. Which reminds me, I also need to send a book to an old, old, old friend. So a buddy of mine on Instagram the other day was like, uh, join this pyramid scheme of books. You'll get something like 30, 30, 40 different kinds of books. All you gotta do is post this uh, thing on your on your wall and then send a book out to a friend. So I, for the last fucking month, maybe even more, two months. Shit, I really have to send the book. So I've ordered literally my favorite book, The Tao of Pooh, to go out to a... Uh, dear old classmate Eliza who lives 
in uh, in Cali, where my other buddy Mike, great name by the way, Michael, uh, challenged me to do this stuff. But I guess this is just me rambling and reminding myself that self, you need to get your shit together and send Liza that awesome book, The Tao of Pooh. Uh, yeah. So you're welcome for listening to my to-do list today. Let's uh, move on to the awesomeness. Okay, so. All right, yo, so we're talking today, at least in this particular segment. About Plato, and not the shit that you mold and take newspaper tripping, trimming, trippings, newspaper trippings. I go Plato and I trip off newspapers. No, um, Plato's Phaedrus. And in it, there's a discussion about rhetoric, about language, of being aware of speech, and what's interesting here. What's fucking cool is the fact that stuff that we're talking about these days, the kinds of conversations we're having, you and I were having actually, about language, truth, and logic. That's the name of a pretty awesome book that I'll get to in a bit, but... Oh shit, before I jump right into it, a little bit of backstory. Here's the backstory to how I found that Phaedrus, Plato's book, and Socrates' discussions on the truth behind language and persuasion relates to the kind of stuff that we've been talking about. All right, well, here goes. For the last, I'd say, week, maybe, maybe a little longer, I have been casually perusing, which is another word for perving. Uh, this little app called Bigo Live or Bigo Live. Who knows? It's basically the strip club for the internet with moderators so that you don't see titties. Or it's chat roulette with a lot less masturbating guys. So... Somewhere in between the two. Jesus Christ, I'm sure that's how they pitched it. Hi, you guys want to get investment? We're kind of like chat roulette with less dick, but we have a lot of teenies shaking their ass like it's a strip club. It's like it's like Nevada with more taxes. No. Um, anyways, I was on there. And what ends up happening, the more and more I end up watching these kind of things, people just shaking their ass and getting people's money for it, it highlights the the basal nature of some people out there. The sort of like primal need answering behavior of some humans. Which is fine. It's, I, I mean, everyone, like, it's all part of human expression. And that's part of who we are. And it's also part of why I was on there. Because I was perving shit out. Because don't get me wrong, you know, rubbing a good number of them out. Thanks to that fantastic platform. It's definitely a step up. It's like it's live, but not live. Anyways, moving on. Watching it after a couple of times. Like once... Once you get over... 
<laughs> it's like it's like once you're done with the wank test, once you're finished with that, and you start having that post-masturbation remorse, and reality kind of sinks in. Because like before you jerk off, you're just kind of like, must, must choke it, must choke the chicken. Okay, okay. You're just like going fucking crazy. It's like that show uh, with like all the hormone shit or whatever, the cartoon on Netflix. Big ones, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's a different show. I... So, yeah, you just go fucking crazy. You're just like... And then when you're done, you're just like... Whoosh, reality kind of comes back, snaps back in. And it's like, hey, guess what? That shit is fucked up. Like, shame on you. Get that shit out of your head. Fucking terrible human being. That's sort of just how my mind works, I guess. But anyway, so that, uh, now that we're back into the land of reality, when you start realizing things, you're just like, wait a minute. The internet has a lot of stupid shit on there. A lot. Like, like it's almost all stupid shit with a very sliver of people trying to get shit done. Like, there's an extremely small portion of people that are just trying to be smart and better and just fucking geniuses. And then there's everyone else. I'm not sure where I fit into that, but anyways. So, as part of my selfless attempt to make the internet smarter, I decided that instead of shaking my ass, I am going to talk to that random audience of whoever will listen about smart shit. So the first episode, I read a little bit about my dear friend Noam Chomsky. I gave a little bit of an overview through a really super handy book called Introducing Chomsky. It's got cartoons and stuff, so I thought that would be a good transition. It's got pictures, so I can hold the book up and be like, see internet? It's smart stuff. And then hopefully maybe someone might have gained an IQ or three or something. Or at least I would have been like that reprieve in the refractory period before they went back to like, <laughs> like going fucking crazy on themselves and shit. And then I dove into manufacturing consent just because I thought it was topical. And uh, I got some traction, I guess. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like 25,000 flames or whatever the fuck they call it. A spacey engagement or activity around content. It was probably closer to roughly two, 3,000. Which is not bad. Not bad for a first fart on the internet. But I thought, hey, this is fucking hilarious. I'm going to do it again. So I did it again. And I started reading Plato's Phaedrus. And I shit you not, I totally randomly flipped to the page. I opened up the book and I'm like, all right, let's, let me see table of contents, table of contents, table of contents, outline of the Phaedrus. And I was like, oh, there's Elysius' speech and Socrates' challenge and Socrates' first speech and then a transition to rhetorical discussions, etc. And then the actual discussion of rhetoric, which is what we'll talk about in a sec. And that, that was like, you know what? I'm talking. I'm talking to the internet. Maybe just for shits and gigs, let's just read a random page and flip to that and see uh, and see what works. And I got there. 
and my mind was like, holy fuck. Holy, holy shitballs, Batman. How did you... It's just serendipitous. There are no coincidences. The simulation has aligned itself yet again. Um... Yeah, and so I grabbed the book, found the section, opened it up, and started reading. And the more I read, the more I got kind of geeked out on it a, bit, a little bit. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. And people just, you know, were like, oh, cool. Anyways, so that's the backstory. That's the context. You are now caught up to the now nowness that is the nowness of now. You're welcome. And, um,. Let me just do a little, uh, let me read a couple of sections from the Phaedrus for you. And, uh, give you some thoughts on that. Because it's fucking interesting, man. It's fucking amazing. Anyways. Okay, so it's a conversation between, uh, Phaedrus. 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 P-H-A-E. I'm not sure it's the A. Phaedrus. 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 P-H. The PH. We'll call him P. We'll call him F. No, F doesn't sound right. Anyways. It's a conversation between Phaedrus and Socrates. And the question that Socrates poses here. Won't someone who is to speak well and nobly have to have in mind the truth about the subject he's going to discuss? And Phaedrus says, you know what? I've actually heard about this. Socrates, my amigo, my friend. What I've heard is that it's not necessary for the intending orator to learn what is really just, but only what will seem just to the crowd who will act as judges. Nor again what is really good or noble, but only what will seem so. For that is what persuasion proceeds from, and not truth. That question alone 260A from the Phaedrus, page 53 from Namas and Woodruff. That section, that little that little bit here, that response from Phaedrus, it's basically persuasion doesn't come from truth. Persuasion is a self-contained means of convincing people of points and ideas. That's what I think. Socrates responds, saying, Anything that wise men say, Phaedrus, is not lightly to be cast aside. We must consider whether it might be right. Socrates is here all for the truth. And what you just said in particular, he goes on to say, must not be dismissed. You're right, Phaedrus says. Don't dismiss it. So let's look at it this way, then. Socrates responds, How? Phaedrus asks, Socrates says, suppose I was trying to convince you that you should fight your enemies on horseback and neither one of us knew what a horse is. Okay, and so he goes on to basically saying that, suppose I tried to convince you that a donkey is a horse and it has immense value both at home and the military service, it's good for fighting, it's good for baggage, it's good for, I don't know, it slices, it dices, it juliennes. Basically telling you that a horse is nothing. You need this horse. This is a horse. This donkey, this is your horse. Phaedrus is like, well, if you told me that, that'd be ridiculous. Socrates says, well, which is better? To be ridiculous and a friend, or clever and an enemy? Phaedrus says, well, the former, of course, to be ridiculous and a friend. Socrates says, and so when a rhetorician, or rhetorician, 
rhetorician who does not know good from bad addresses a city which knows no better and attempts to sway it not praising a miserable donkey as if it were horse but bad as if it were good and having studied what the people believe persuades them to do something bad instead of good with that as its seed what sort of crop do you think rhetoric can harvest well phaedra says a crop of really shit quality socrates is like but it could be, my friend, that we've mocked the art of speaking more rudely than it deserves, for it might perhaps reply, What nonsense! Look, I'm not forcing anyone to learn how to make speeches without knowing the truth. On the contrary, my advice, for what it's worth, is to take me up only after mastering the truth. But I do make this boast. Ah, take me up only after mastering the truth. Basically, make up your own mind. Do your own research. D-Y-O-R, motherfucker. He goes on to say, but I do make this boast. Even someone who knows the truth couldn't produce conviction on the basis of a systematic art without me. You need rhetoric. You need that structured art to help people understand the truth. And they go on to say, yeah, it's a fair reply. Socrates says, it is a fair reply. If, that is, the arguments now advancing upon rhetoric testify that it is an art. For it seems to me as if I hear certain arguments approaching and protesting that that is a lie and that rhetoric is not an art but an artless practice. As the Spartans said, there is no genuine art of speaking without a grasp of truth and there never will be. Speaking without knowing the truth is not true rhetoric for Socrates. You need to know the truth. You need to know the capital T behind things in order to be able to speak of it. Which makes some sense. The counter-argument also does. I think they both hold somewhat of their own merits. And so Socrates then says, well, isn't the rhetorical art taken as a whole a way of directing the soul by means of speech? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Not only in the law courts and on other public occasions, but also in private. Directing the soul by means of speech. That is fucking cool. See, I'm having another brain fart just reading this shit. Fucking philosophy, man. It's so cool. Isn't it one and the same art, he goes on to saying, whether its subject is great or small, and no more to be held in esteem if it is followed correctly, when its questions are serious and when they are trivial? Interesting. They go on to the rest of their dialogue, and I'll spare you the rest of the dialogue there, but it's... It's ironic. Centuries later than from when this treatise, this document, was written. We, as humans, revisiting the same concepts of how we process and understand our realities and shape them to suit our own needs or the needs of our stakeholders. That's the kind of shit that I love studying. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I love to do. That's, that's sort of 
why I love doing what I do. It's about how do we understand our world and what intricate, nuanced, complex combination of words and contexts and experiences, tactile, otherwise, can we use to influence people to love what we're talking about, or our ideas, or to get by in there, to use what Socrates said, uh, to use rhetoric to direct the soul by means of speech. Fuck, so cool. And how do you direct the soul? I don't fucking know. I guess... Uh, I don't fucking know. So anyway, so that was my quick little snippet. My up-to-dateness. That's what happened the other day. I thought it was hilarious, but I could have been high as fuck. Tripping balls. And then just laughing. I kind of was laughing the whole way about reading to the internet. Because these people are so ridiculous. Like, I guarantee you, they would half of the people that attended or that that watched, never heard of Plato. Or never, and you know, for no fault to them, that's just not within their particular purview. There's lots of stuff that they know that I uh, I probably don't know. But, uh, and you know, just that's a, that's interesting. Let me just dive into that for a second. That's, that's curious. Everyone's experiences is unique, independent of what triggers it. Why, why does, knowing Plato. Why does that supposed to signify some kind of valuable knowledge? Is it really? Is it is just questioning and exploring the depths of concepts and ideas what knowledge is about and do we then ascribe value to people able to do that? That's why PhDs are hyper-focused and hyper-deep uh, whereas the less quote-unquote academic business people, the T-shaped experts, the ones that have to know a lot of different things and juggle a lot of plates. Hello, entrepreneur. Woo-woo. Is that different? And is that any more or less valuable? So, anyways, the irony, the juxtaposition of reading to the internet and reading quote-unquote, intellectual materials to the internet. I thought was hilarious. Maybe next time I'll read a comic books. Maybe that might actually get more traction. But that's also sort of my misanthropic, cynical take on the fact that fortunately, the internet has connected us all to everyone. Unfortunately, the internet has also connected us all to everyone. And so it makes finding those nuggets of usefulness of interest even more nebulous even trickier even more difficult yeah anyway so those are my thoughts that's what happened this week if you would like to tune in to me reading smart shit to the internet hit me up on the IG or here and uh, wherever fine podcasts are listened to. 
and I'll send you uh, send you some timings and, and ideas and stuff like that and shit that I'll be reading. I have an entire library of books I've been meaning to read, books I've read already, and books I've well forgotten that will all be read to in sections randomly selected just to help improve the state of the internet. Doing my part since 1982. Thank you so much for listening to this section. No idea what's next, but whatever it's going to be, Alright. Enjoy! And Godspeed. Alright, ladies and gents, people and amoebas, anything with the ability to hear the crap coming out of my mouth, you have just listened to another riveting, bone-trembling, ear-flavorful episode of... Son of a bitch. Hope you liked it. Don't forget to smash a Reno on that subscribe button so that every time I post, you get to hear more of the shit coming out of my mouth because you and I both know secretly you love it. And I love you for it. So thanks again for listening. You ain't getting that half hour back, but I hope it was useful. Until next time, stay classy, stay sassy, stay hydrated, give zero fucks. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.